0: This is the Dosa Cerro Podcast, a weekly show devoted to football in Mexico, the U.S., and beyond. If you are a pocho, Puma, regio, chiva, cholo, fresa, tigre, tapatio, chilango, or even a Methodist, pull up a chair, crack open a cold one, and enjoy the next 90 minutes of heated football debate. Thus begins... The Dosa Cero Podcast. Hello, good evening, and welcome to the Dos Cero Podcast. Thank you for joining us again this evening. As you know, we broadcast every Wednesday night around 9, 9.30 p.m. Central Live on the YouTube. And then you can catch our show taped a taped version of our show on iTunes soon after that. Appreciate you joining us. A lot of topics to discuss tonight. My name is John Jagu. As always, we have an excellent round table of pundits. And let's get right to there before we get into the topics. Uh, all the way up in Connecticut, we have with us,
1: <laughs> as he clears his throat, Christian Velez, how are you, sir? Hey, John, I'm, uh, I'm over here toasting some bread, going to eat some hummus. Uh, everything is great, man, so uh, let's get to it.
0: Glad to hear it. Well, I know that hummus is the, is the national food of Connect. so
1: glad, <laughs> glad you're enjoying it. Thanks.
0: Down in Hayes County, which is in South Austin, we have a gentleman who will be debuting a new segment tonight that we're all very excited about, probably none more so than him. Of course we're talking about uh Albert Alberto Chiquis Campa. Albert, how are you, sir?
2: Hey, doing good. I'm I'm actually up here in Indianapolis today. So, greetings from way up here.
0: <laughs> Indianapolis. Indianapolis. That's a weird downtown. I remember right? Are you are you anywhere near downtown?
2: Uh no, just a, a little a little bit up north.
0: No. All right, fair enough. Well, it's glad to have with <coughs> this, and I'm sure you're you have prepared your new segment, which we will debut a little bit later. Glad to have you on. Yeah. Over in Phoenix, Arizona, we have the good senator from the great state of Arizona, Fernando Regino. How are you, sir?
3: I'm doing fantastic. How about you?
0: I'm doing very well. Good to have you with us. Thank you very Thank much. You, sir. Likewise. Glad you could join us. I see that you uh were able to get your Copa America, phase one of your credential. You're not fully, you're only half approved. You haven't been fully approved, but but congratulations on making that first step.
3: I'm like a mojado with a, <clears throat> with a married to a wife. You just American got wife. your visa,
0: and now you have to get, you know, get your, we got your plane ticket. You got to see if you can get your visa. Now. Yes, so, that's correct. So it's not, it's not, it, it, it's not quite done yet.
3: I'm almost there.
0: And of course, just things. We have Out in Los Angeles, a gentleman who, despite his recent success, still refuses to watch the team that is in his heart because he doesn't like the way the teams run. But uh, he says, not even a championship will sway him from watching. Of course, we're talking about Joel Aceves. How are you, Joel?
4: Um, I'm fighting off a cold, John. The weather, the weather. Oh, we can't have that. But, but. There's too much going on. I couldn't miss. I couldn't miss tonight's show.
0: So uh, did you? Have you not been washing your hands, or, or, or what, what? What's shook, going on?
4: I shook hands with cheekies, and then I ate some food, I think that must have
0: been it. I, I understand. Well, You're you know, ready? I was. <laughs> I can understand that too. I, I've been traveling. I was in Hawaii last week and uh one of the things that i am very religious about doing now because i've gotten sick so many times is at really busy international airports like honolulu and lax And i just, i take a bath in the in the antibacterial stuff that they for your hands and stuff it just it's uh those things are like hospitals they are germ factories they are everywhere so i'm so i'm sorry to hear you under the weather perhaps uh, uh later in our in our show we'll have a a segment that maybe our good friend Brother Albert will be able to maybe alleviate some concerns for you. Maybe that'll make you feel a little bit better. He has so healing words. We'll for talk me. about that. He does have some healing. He has many. He has healing words for a lot of people, and then he will be able to heal us in in, in many different ways. But we'll get to that a little bit later. Heal the we do have some very well. Uh, like well, maybe. Healing? Yeah. Well. Uh, well. I don't know about that. Well. Well. We'll, we'll see what we can do. But this is the Dos Acero Football Podcast, uh, a young production brought to you by SoccerChronicle.com. Unfortunately, we don't have our good friend Ronnie Deluna. and hopefully he will be joining us a little bit later. Uh, he's probably in the middle of uh, making some mole up there in Philadelphia and hasn't been able to get away. <clears throat> or it could be that uh, that you guys, you know, made him pick up his toys and go home for how mean you were being to him during the week <laughs> over in over in other other area, other area chat areas that of which I'm not aware. But let's get right to the topics. A couple of topics I want to talk about tonight. Uh, one that I thought was a little interesting, uh, considering that uh, Giovanni Dos Santos has started to play a little bit better for LA Galaxy. I'm just curious to see what you guys think as far as uh, his success and who it means more to. Does it mean more to Giovanni? Does it mean more to the LA Galaxy? Does it mean more to MLS or does it mean more for Mexico? So we'll talk about that. Also want to talk about uh, Liga MX, of course. Uh, they're in their last week before the Liguilla. Monterrey has sewn up the top seed, so they are on the walking the plank to see if they can get knocked off by the the maldición de del equipo número uno, the, the the top seed curse that we talk about so often. I think it's going to happen this year. I think Monterrey is going to be done, one and done. They're going to lose to whoever the eight team is, probably Tigres. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Also talk about Club América. They have been just an um, unbelievable model of consistency over the past four years and won a number of trophies and a number of tournaments. And they're not doing it the way that one would expect a Club América to build their team, so... Something is definitely different over in Guapa, and it's too bad we don't have our resident Guapero with us to talk about it,, well, but uh, maybe we can conjure him up. Let's see if I can figure out a way to bring Ronnie in see.: <laughs> If this works.: America. Nope, well, we'll see what happens. John, and John, then, of that, course, that we that have our triggering
4: too. negative feelings in me, John.
0: Is it? I'm sorry. Well, maybe we can, maybe we can make you feel better, Joel. Let's see, Let's see if I can make you feel better. Are you ready?
4: Yeah. Um, that, that's more like.
2: Yeah.
0: Deep mm. Well,
2: there
0: you go. Hope that hopefully <laughs> that makes you feel better. I don't want I don't want you to feel you. any worse than you do right now. Thank, thank you, John. Huh. And of course we will talk a little chivas a little bit later. Uh, Joel can. Fill us in on, on his not-watching Chivas. And, and Pulido. He, 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 and and Pulido case, too, please. Now. Well, we'll talk a little Pulido. We'll talk a little Pulido. We'll talk Pulido. Of course, we'll talk Copa America. The the 40-team roster came out. We'll talk a little Champions League. We've got a lot to get to. But uh, my first topic, it probably won't take very long, but I thought it was interesting. Giovanni Dos Santos scored a terrific goal for El Galaxy over the weekend. It happened to have, be on national TV on their Sunday game of the week on Fox Sports 1. LA Galaxy in the Deep of time, uh, supporting Kansas City. It's his uh, fourth goal in third in three games. It looks like Giovanni, and, and I think this is something that Joel said, uh, is starting to play with a little bit more of a smile on his face. And my question to y'all is, uh, if, if Giovanni does have success, who is it going to benefit most? Christian.
1: Oh, sorry about that. <clears throat> Uh, who's going to benefit the most? I think that there is a lot of parties involved here. Uh, well, number one, MLS—they spent a lot of money on him, um, with obviously with a lot of marketing um, angles to this. But um, the thing with Gio is, Gio is Gio is a guy that's proven himself with the national team, regardless of his club situation. So um, yes, we can talk about MLS and the level of play and and, and this and the other babadi boo, boo, whatever. But at the end of the day, we're talking about a guy that has proven himself with the national team. So if he's starting to catch fire at the right time, obviously it's a benefit to Mexican national team. There's no doubt about that. And in subsequent, obviously, you know, like the, the MLS will, you know, LA Galaxy will get benefit out of that. MLS will be able to – they've actually <laughs> already started marketing this thing. Like the, they started a hashtag called uh, Things Geo Can Chip. After two goals, back-to-back, two back-to-back goals where he sort of chipped the goalkeeper. Um, So, who is going to benefit? I think we all can benefit from this. Uh, uh, This is Gio we're talking about. This is a guy that's been a staple of the national team for the better part of the last nine years, give or take. So, um, if nothing else, it adds an extra uh, sort of layer to the depth of what we have up front. And, you know, I'm looking forward to see how this is going to play out.
0: You make some interesting points. Uh, Joel, you live in Los Angeles. So there's, uh, now that Giovanni's starting to you know, maybe make a little bit more noise on the field, have you noticed uh, anything different there in the City of Angels with, no, with not how really. the galaxy is portrayed?
4: No, but before the start of the season, there was billboards all over with uh, Geo featuring Geo prominently.
0: So, do you think that if if Giovanni continues to so maintain this level of play, where he ends up having a successful season, you know, maybe helps LA at least get to the the post-season, et etc. Maybe you know, it's a little few things here or there. You would have to
4: be like a, a regular because Galaxy is a team that they they usually sell out their stadium, so only like the regulars would be able to tell if there's like. More demand for tickets or influx of new fans, uh, we could have had Juan today since he's our he's our uh, Galaxy correspondent.
0: He is our Galaxy insider. You're right. But, You're absolutely yeah. right.
4: but but you know in we'll the past like whenever in, maybe we've maybe had join us. any of the Mexican players, especially if they're doing good, there's always this hype and and uh, with people wanting to go see because it's it's. If he's scoring goals like that, you you could go see it in person.
0: Well, it seems to me, and maybe uh, we'll ask Fernando and Albert this, but it seems to me that if Giovanni does well, then really the one that's going to benefit the most from that is going to be MLS, particularly when they have their swing, you know, down in this part of the country and over in. Salt Lake and even you know, some other eastern cities where maybe they don't draw as well. I know that they don't particularly draw too well in Houston, and I was at a game in Dallas a few weeks ago, and I know the weather was awful when I was there in Dallas, but I mean, if they had 5,000 people there, it was it was a lot. So I personally believe that if, if Giovanni maintains this level of success, I think the MLF is going to be the one that's going to be that's going to stand to gain the most because of the fact that they're going to have a, a young player, a young Mexican player, that they're going to be able to market their league to an audience that otherwise might not necessarily tune into an MLS game. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I probably wouldn't have watched the, the MLS Sunday night game of the week on Fox Sports 1 if it was sporting Kansas City against Montreal. But the fact that LA Galaxy was playing, the fact that I know that Giovanni had been doing pretty well I tuned in, watched uh, the game. I saw his goal, and I was moderately entertained by the game. I think that, that uh, and and watching other MLS games, I think that there are teams that play a style that uh, that's a little more suiting to me. But you know, and I, I'm a you know I'm not their 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 target market. I'm a you know I'm a. Forty-year-old dude, you know they're they want the you know the young, eighteen to thirty-five demographic that may not may not otherwise tune into the game, but if they were able to get that, then I think that that, that that's where where Giovanni can really help them. I'll say now, even Fernando. Younger I know that though, you're not you're not the biggest fan. Yes, go ahead. Before we no, get I'll to say Fernando, demographics. I
4: say even younger, like twelve-year-olds.
0: So you wanna you think that 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 this would help them hook the hook the kids young and then they will be MLSers for yeah, it?
4: Yeah, because you know the kids kids watch I don't know if you guys did it, you watch you watch the games and then you go to the you go play cascaritas and, and you try to emulate some of the stuff you saw. Well man. Man, you know how
0: many times I won World World Cup in my backyard. I was <laughs> you know, I was at Tetra Campeon. That's Look exactly what Giovanni's doing right
3: now. He's doing. He's chipping his way into the national team. At least that's what he's thinking. But uh, I don't think he's going to get too far.
2: You know. But, but then they, a, a, a critic
0: of Giovanni because you don't necessarily think that MLS is. I guess we can all agree that MLS, you know, the quality of MLS is not necessarily the best. You know, Giovanni. The reasons for him going there were, you know, obviously the level of play was not up there among those the the top reasons. So let me ask you this: Juan, do, you, do you think, there or, uh, or Fernando, do, do you see any benefit outside of MLS and LA Galaxy for <clears throat> Giovanni to have, to continue to have a successful season? Well,
3: you know, in order for you to grow, to even get back to your level that you were at, you know, you gotta be challenged. And look at that—he's chipping everybody in in MLS almost every weekend now. So, you know, obviously he won't be able to do the same if he's Playing against a Mexican team, or you know, as you saw earlier in the season, when they got eliminated, when you know they got eliminated by a Mexican team, he couldn't emulate the same type of acrobatics, as you can say. So no, yeah, uh, he right now, he's playing cascarita right now, and he's not really playing seriously.
4: I, I think I think we should uh, record this because now we do have the uh, some comments on the, on
0: our YouTube. We have. Uh, yeah. We we are recording. We are recording. So yeah. we will. This will come back to haunt you, Senator.
4: It could because the <laughs> In the, in the <laughs> attack ads later. The Mexican this year. teams will meet up, and if Gio is on fire, he, I think he, he has that talent to take
3: out any team. So is that what you guys are sucking up? now No, I think it's no, going to be sucking up. Jesus <laughs> okay, Christ, man! So how much ball washing is going to happen now?
0: There's there's there there will be no. Hey, Ronnie. What's up, kiddos? <laughs> there, will, there, will be no, there will be no ball washing. I mean, I, now, before we get to Ronnie, I do want to point out that we have quite a few viewers tonight, and I want to say hello to our uh, gentleman, our, one Is of our more irrelevant? relevant, David, <laughs> David Colton-Loredo, who says he wants to trade Cubo for, for Gio, because Cubo Torres and the Houston Dynamo has been, at least for <clears> the first <throat> couple of months, has been an abject failure at Houston Dynamo and the fact you, you know what I think the, the happened, happened with that, that John
4: he, he yes got please into, hold it
0: as soon as, is as this a parandula he, are you giving us a little parandula
4: kind of kind of because uh, Chivas players are known to be drunkards and
1: Whoa. Got, Whoa. you know you <laughs> have Giovanni's
4: <some>, <laughs> you know not Giovanni it's not Chivas you got like Tomar Bravo Beberto Medina and, and so on and uh, and even Fabian dude
0: so wait,
4: there was that case where uh, this girl tried to uh, call yeah, rape but, on Google. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it yeah.
3: like,
4: you know, he kept giving her drinks. Yeah, that's, 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 that's definitely think a thing it, that uh,
3: happened uh, Wait, uh, we, I got to acknowledge, acknowledge David Copperland, right? I mean, not Chris, uh, David, uh, Christian Farias, he asked for uh, Ronnie's picture. I think, uh, Ronnie, you should <laughs> tell him. You can go ahead and turn on your camera.
1: Thank you, sir. Yeah, go on, Ronnie. Yeah, show us your. Do it. <laughs> no, but seriously, I mean, Kubo was just a victim of circumstances. He, the whole loan back to Chivas for whatever six months, and then ended up staying for whatever long, and then loaned back. It, he's, you know, I'm not sure Houston's the greatest fit for him. But even then, I mean, uh, sitting down at Chivas, not really playing, and then coming back to MLS was not beneficial to him whatsoever as a player. I mean, whether or not, you know. No. The with the you know whatever the, the 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 accusations of rape were all for now good for him but you know, he pulled out a way too early He couldn't have been raped.
0: Uh, <laughs>
5: now let me ask uh, you. Uh, <laughs> on. Monty, no, do no, you, you guys remember the movie people, Kingpin? You remember? Yes. Remember the movie Kingpin? Remember the scene where uh, Ernie McCracken?
0: You really He's, seen, he's,
5: he's walking. <laughs> yeah, that that part. He's like he's walking right. He's walking and the reporter's like, "Yes, there's these, an allegation of a paternity suit." No, no. I, I pulled that way too. too early.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I never seen that movie, but I remember somebody asking for your picture, Ronnie.
0: Oh, now let me ask you this, oh, Ronnie. Ronnie, yeah, Ronnie yeah. Deluna joined yeah. us. Thank you very much, Ronnie. Now, do you think that Kubo, knowing now we know now that Joel has given us the information, that maybe he hasn't been able to get over the fact that Rita's is is closed in Houston? Could that possibly is? Is that a be what's club? causing? No, no, Rita's on, on Hillcroft our bar our our our, our Sports Bar that we love so much in Houston.
3: Oh my god. Salvi
5: Aras. Okay. Yeah. Could be, I mean
0: maybe, that, maybe that, that's, that's what, where
5: you went to go uh that's where you went to go, uh, you know, like that was a slump buster joint.
0: It's true. That that was a place where Guatemala was playing, I forget who it was, and the whole place was packed with with Chapines and there was me and some other poor Mexican guy watching Mexico play Panama on like a seven-inch TV behind the bar. That was that was as good as we can get. Uh, anyway, many ga- uh, I watched Ronnie, many, many, many
5: games or many games. I watched the uh, the under twenty-three Mexico U.S. where you know when Mexico beat them uh, four nothing under La Volpe. Uh, I watched uh, all basically just about every no every game of the two thousand. Uh, 2000 uh, Copa Libertadores campaign and, when América was there. Any any
4: chance you guys were there at the same time and didn't know it?
5: Well,
0: well, the, the only time know. I was I mean, there was for that game.
5: I mean, there were some glory holes in the. The uh... <laughs> So so, you know, John may have known me then. <laughs> well, you under the and or what? Or they're providing it. Do
0: you still want to show me your cucumber? <laughs> Okay, now, Ronnie, Jeez, we did Ronnie, have a question about Giovanni. Gosh, Giovanni Dos yep. Santos is uh, you know, recent success. Who who do you think that in the long run, if he is able to maintain it, in the long run, will it benefit most?
5: You know what? To me, Giovanni is like a Cuauhtémoc Blanco where it doesn't matter how he's doing in league form. When he's on the national team, he's on the national team. And you know he he, he 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 tends to step it up you know and um uh, i mean aside from the you know some of the injuries where he's had you know on, on the national team I, I just i think in the long run giovanni's proven himself on the national team
0: well there's no question but you know but, it, but there's and, and and i firmly believe and this is a question i'll ask everybody here at the table woman i guess it's a good Little segue we can have now uh, to talk about the the 40-man roster, but I mean, in my opinion, there's no question he's going to be playing for Mexico in, in, this summer in the Copa America. I mean, there's, I mean, who would you rather have, Giovanni or Candido Ramirez? I mean, to me, there's no, there's no comparison, and, then, and because of the fact that, like Guatemoc and and we really can't say that about that many. Uh, players that have worn the Mexican national team jersey, at least in the past 20 years, that is a, that a player who has been as consistent as Giovanni Guatemal. There just really haven't been that many guys. Has he had bad games? Of course he has. He's had bad games. Everyone has bad games, but he's had a whole bunch of good ones. And I think that that's where you know, and then the fact <clears throat> that he starts getting into the rhythm. And what Joel pointed out on Sunday, the fact that. Yes, you know he, you can see that he's starting to play with a, with a little more joy again, you know. And ultimately, I think it's going to help everybody. It's going to help MLS. It's going to help the Galaxy. It's going to help Mexico. Everyone can benefit from Giovanni because I, when he gets going, he's going to be great. Albert, what, I what think, do I
2: think I think the the mo- the person who's benefiting most from his play is himself. I think he's breathing a sigh of relief that he's actually scoring and doing something now, after being left off <laughs> off of previous uh, call ups and friendlies or whatever. And now he's actually proving cuz at, at first I think he was thinking oh what a mistake that I that I just made going to MLS and I'm not even doing any good. And now that he is doing good, okay, he's still in a like a lesser league, but at least he's dominating it and he might get called up. Um so now he's back into the picture with the national team. He's not being passed up anymore. And so he's like, "Phew, I made it. I'm I'm going to be on the you know, the you 40 man list."
0: They interviewed him after the game, and in his uh, in his English, he did say that that, that, that that playing the national you know playing for the national team is still the most important for thing for him, so he says that any, anything he can do to get back to that is, is that, that is that is that is what means the most to me so I think you're right albert that's see the, albert are are we, are we ready do we need to jump into your segment before we before we move on?
2: Yeah, I'm sure he's not drinking. Also, he's concentrating on this game. He's no—he's not partying and you know going to the anthros or anything like that. He's keeping keeping holy. You know what I mean?
0: So is it time? Should we should we go ahead? And, Up and to you guys. I don't, I don't know. No, I think it's time. I think we should do it. I think this is a good a good place for you to do it. So you feel that his that he has found his his spiritual center, and it's with helping him on the field. So no, this is a good time. All right, here we go. This is uh, our new segment. He's not the Messiah. He's a very naughty boy. Brothers and sisters, let's bow our heads pray (laughs) those who have lost their way. We pray that they can find their spiritual center. We pray that they will open their hearts and let Brother Cheekies in. Wow, that's what she said. Brother Cheekies, please help guide those lost souls with your unwavering moral compass.
2: Let's take a look, let's take a look at the Champions League. Uh, Vidal, he's like been one of my, uh, my, uh, criticized players for his drunken driving incident in uh, Copa America. And he just got eliminated, didn't he? I believe. So it all comes back to you in the end. Giovanni probably left the Anthros. Is coming back into form and such. Hopefully, I, I heard some rumors about uh, Leicester celebrating in inappropriate ways. Is that is that true?
0: How, you want to know what's true?
3: Uh, James Wardy has been uh, caught drinking the days before the practice, and he's a winner now. He's a champion. So your whole thing is irrelevant.
2: Wasn't he not playing though in the last game?
3: Uh, no, all the games he's been Yeah, he
2: had out. been uh, he been suspended uh, oh. for. <laughs> what for games other, are you for watching, other, for, for, on,
0: for on the field incidents, <laughs> not 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 for. Not, so they didn't. So they not, didn't. Not for ready. any. Not they for didn't. any. Uh, transgressions, decadent yes. transgressions.
2: So they didn't really need him then for the last games at least, or a game. Basically, it comes. it comes down to this. You can do all sorts of things while drinking and while having parties and even celebrating. Like right now they can celebrate and have all kinds of group celebrations of various sorts. But in the end, like Christian said earlier, they're probably not going to do very good in the Champions League or in whatever other tournament they're in because of the result of this championship. And uh, it's just a fluke, I think. But anyway.
0: Well, let me ask you this, Albert. When when a player scores a goal and he takes off his shirt and he says, Jesus loves me, or I love Jesus, do you like that player more because he is solo, he is sharing his love for the Lord and Father, Jesus Christ?
2: Here, here, I got an interesting take on this. Uh, and and it goes.
3: What about Chicharito when he was praying in the field and he lost the Champions League final with Manchester United in 2011?
2: Yeah, that's that's what I was just going to say as well. My take goes along with Chicharito in what in his pre-game festivities, uh, and and to the saying of the local media, you can't go spazzo on on all these things. Like if you um, want to pray and have religious rituals and stuff, you can do that in private. You can do that, you know, at home. But when you display it out in front, it's as if, look at me, look how holy I am. So I don't really – I mean, I don't I don't care if Chicharito does his little prayer at the beginning or, if, like, if you win a championship and you do your circle of prayer. I mean, that's fine. I wouldn't, you know, feel real comfortable doing that. When people take off their shirt and they have the I love Jesus or whatever.
0: What if they took off a shirt and said, hail Satan? Would you feel the same way?
2: I wouldn't agree with that. I wouldn't agree with putting a shirt with uh, – I love Jesus, either. You know, if 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 I love Jesus or whatever, I would display it through my own actions, through uh, humility, like Chicharito does. He 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 has all the actions um, of a you know a good person. So there's no need to go overboard and display, like, have a banner of Jesus and all the, and tattoos of like Kaká goes like crazy and you know opens himself up to criticism. That's my take on that. So don't go out drinking. Ended, don't the go lesson. out drinking, but don't go out spazzing with, oh, with your sorry. beliefs.
0: <laughs> I, I, over, here we go, man. Yeah, endeth the lesson. Well, thank you, Brother Albert. That was uh, very elucidating. You enlightened us. We really appreciate that. Word. Now, one thing I've always found peculiar is that when athletes win a championship and they interview them and say first thing I want to do is thank my lord and savior Jesus Christ or you know whatever it is and they say how come when like they interview the coach at the in the losing locker room how come he'd say well you know that son of a bitch Jesus wasn't on our side today damn it no one ever says that when they lose but they always say it when they win isn't Jesus around both winners and losers
2: correct He's not manipulating. He's not giving one team the win and one team the loss, or he's not like, "Well, these guys have prayed more, so I'm giving them the win."
0: So you're saying that, uh, that that's in, in the football picante when they do the wrap up of the of the championship, they go, "Y Jesucristo mantiene el invicto."
1: Are you guys actually believe in Jesus? Is this is like a real thing. Or Are you whatever, me? whatever, Sorry. whatever, <laughs> whatever
2: superpower you may believe in or not believe in. Nothing you can thank whoever, but the same skills that you have been given, whether you're born, you know, by your parents or by whoever, they're the same skills your opponents are given. So at whatever day or whatever game you're playing, you know that you just happen to win or you just happen to lose. Isn't There's this no. going
3: to ask for a donation now. My ritual is a life really lesson.
1: Out. Ronnie knows about this. this is just a, just simply life lesson. Uh... You're never gonna be the best at anything, so you know, try, but just don't have any expectations. It's the Homer Simpson rule,
5: is what you're saying. No, what I'm what I'm saying is my ritual is rubbing one out before the game just, you know, get the
2: juices flowing.
1: No, no, that that only works before dates. <laughs> that only works before you go on a date, man.
2: That weakens legs, I heard.
1: Uh, it clears your mind too. I highly recommend it for all you guys out there doing the online dating. All of you at BS MX, I see you. I'm looking at you. <laughs>
0: Well, thank you, Ronnie, for your, uh, your your pregame tips. As always, we really really appreciate it, Brother Albert. Do you have anything else to share with us tonight before we before we move on? Well,
2: no, I think that's it.
0: Well, that has been uh, our our moral compass segment with Albert Campa, who has singled out. Arturo, Rey Arturo Vidal for his drunk driving accident in Chile before Copa, during Copa America, actually after they won a game And in they Copa became America. champions, so totally became refutes, champions yeah, they totally refute it a few games later. So, the way I see it, and uh, you guys may agree with me, you guys may not, it doesn't really matter, but I've always thought that, uh, that a player's public image and his the way he is personally, I don't think... Are necessarily in tune. I think that you know, guys that people think that are exemplary human beings and upstanding citizens could be just complete jerks when the cameras aren't rolling, and vice versa. Guys that you think they're just these degenerates could end up being just this incredible family man. So you just the, the reality is we just we just just don't know. Now what we do know is that teams in the Copa America have been releasing their their preliminary 40 man rosters. Our good friend, our Colombian friend, Juan Carlos Osorio, did the same with Mexico earlier in the week. There were 40-man roster. <clears throat> no real surprises. Uh, there was uh, the exclusion of Alan Pulido, which we'll get into uh, here with Joel in a minute. But uh, other than, than, than Picolin, who else are the uh, 22 locks that are going to be on the team? Other than Picolin, of course. Will there be anybody from...
2: The goalkeeper selection should be pretty easy to do. Well,
0: I think that whoever doesn't make that will probably end up being the goalie for the Olympic team. Ah. So I fully expect Talavera not to be on the list, and uh, it'll be uh, Memo, Picolin, and Corona, and they'll go to Copa America, and Talavera will go to the Olympics.
3: What about Jonathan Orozco? He's probably one of the best boys in the league right
1: now. That's a joke, right?
3: Are you crazy? He's with the... No, no, are you
1: right crazy? <laughs> that's so completely <laughs> irrelevant. That's, fan,
2: that's fanboyism. That's totally, fanboyism.
1: absolutely, man. That's, that's absolutely the-
3: not, man. The numbers show it. He, the team is super leader for a reason, and he's one of them. Well, no, if, it, if you <laughs> get going
0: it on statistics, then the Chivas goalie should be on the list because they have they've given up the, the few goals in the tournament. So Why is on the list?
3: Because the Chivas hype, man. It's causing too much damage to their institution. So
1: once. No. That, is it like Turkish? What's, what's going on here? Going That's on? the king. On. That's the king. I'll say this. I'll say this. I think it's a huge mistake to not include one of the uh, at least one of the 323 goalkeepers in the preliminary list because, uh, you know, you, you have three good goalkeepers. You have uh, Lahoud, you have Gonzalez, and you also have Gudinho. Any one of those guys could be a backup in the Copa America team because they're not going to start. They're not going to start for the Olympic team, which I think is a huge, it's just a huge mistake anyway. So,
0: Okay, so outside of Picolin,
1: who, who else makes the team? Uh, it's going to be pretty clear, clear cut. It's going to be Memo, Talavera, and then, uh, you know, pick know, your poison. Right? Yeah, right? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Memo, Talavera, and Orozco. I'm going to be the three goalkeepers for Copa America. Uh, on on one,
0: one, guy,
2: one, guy, one guy who's going to be on the defense, which I don't really agree with, but... JCO mentioned his name, Jacek Corona.
1: Like well, the, yeah,
0: yeah, but Jasser Corona is only going to play if Hector Moreno is out.
1: Yeah, that's that's one of those uh, Osorio things where he likes uh, the left-footed defenders. But I mean, the guy hasn't played since March. I mean, yeah, I, but I he even said it. in
0: his press conference. In his press conferences, he said we talked to Osvaldo Alani's. He's not going to be ready, so we got to settle for this guy. Is pretty much what he said.
1: You
3: know what? He should have gone for Cesar Montes from Monterrey. Seriously, I can be—he went for Yase
0: Corona. Cesar Montes is a great player, but he—he hasn't played in any international tournaments his entire, albeit very short career. So, let's let him get his feet wet, like at the Olympics and maybe a U20 before we start picking him for the national team. No, no, don't get me wrong. The dude is incredibly talented. I'm not saying he's not good enough. I don't think he has experience.
3: No, no, I'm saying, are you saying that Liga MX is not good enough to, you know, prepare a player for the international stage?
0: I think that the Liga MX is an excellent league. I don't think that he necessarily has the experience to go up against guys that have been playing in better leagues for the better part of the 10, the last 10, 15 years, so no.
3: So no, so you don't think Liga MX is good enough to prepare you to... Well, expect. I think, uh,
0: again, I think if you've been playing in Liga MX for five to ten years, that's fine. But if you've been playing in Liga MX for six months, the answer is no.
2: Yeah, he I would, think that's would, pretty straightforward. He would be diving into the deep end with a national team. but What he's saying is he needs to go slow. He needs yeah, to ease exactly. into the national team. Maybe a he friendly did. here and there.
1: Lo tienen que arropar, Fernando. Yeah, yeah and even then, there's, there's guys that are ahead of him that, that would play before him anyway, simply on the same... You know, experience, uh, metric. Um, uh, the Corona thing is, it's, it's a little troubling because he hasn't played that well in his last two games, two or three games with the national team. So it's, it's, it, it, you could see the argument based on the fact that he's a left footed <clears throat> central defender. And even then, it's a stretch, to be honest. And even more so when you look at his actual performances. I mean, the Senegal game, I think it was a highlight. And that's not, a, that's not a good thing to say. That was a highlight of his national team career. He was actually terrible. Yeah, I mean, he was. Terrible. I mean, The only reason just,
0: they had any kind of offense was because of his F-ups.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was just not, not, a good, uh, not a good showing for him. So you do have to say that, you know, that's a little uh, a bit of a head-scratcher. But this is a 40-man preliminary list. I would be surprised if he actually makes the cut. I will be a little disappointed if he makes a cut. But again, you know, he's going
0: to be a guy that's just not going to play because
1: yeah, you know, but at that, Yeah, but you know, John, at that point, like if if that's if that's the metric, I mean, you could like like Pern, I mean, I hate I hate to say this out loud, but I mean, I would agree with him. I mean, at this point, <laughs> I, don't mean, <laughs> I don't mean this is a knock on um, Fernando at all, but I, I mean, like at that point, if, if it's a guy that's going to be in the roster as a filler, man, like you might as well bring Salcedo. Or Montes, or you know what? Any, just throw any name so out there, guy, and I think
0: give the guy the experience instead of a guy that's there just because he can. Kick
1: well, you on. know, it kind of sort of happened in 2011 when when uh, the whole fiasco happened with players that got knocked off the team. Eight players got knocked off the team for the whole, you know, prostitution. <laughs> hey man, I thing. will
0: love Reynoso for the rest of my life for the way he played in that game.
1: Absolutely, man. I mean, he 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 made. The guy was, you know, Reynoso was whatever, but, like, he really, in, in about four or five games with the national team, he he did what he had to do, and, and I mean...
0: Joel, did, did you talk to Reynoso after that game? Because you were there covering it, weren't you? Covering which game? The Gold Cup Final in 2011. Wait, no. Wait, I mean, yeah, yeah, yes I was. Yeah, did you talk I to Reynoso there, after there. the game? No, no, sir. No. No, it did not. Surprised you, Coyle. See, now I feel bad for make for making you look bad. Sorry about that.
4: So I have
3: a question for you guys. Yes. So I have a question for you guys. So you think Alberto Pereira's decision to take Ronaldo when he was 16 years old to the World Cup uh, was a bad decision? He no lo arropo like uh, Mr. Steve
0: he was 19. Curry. He was 17, and he didn't play a minute.
1: Yeah, he didn't play a single minute. I'm so. sure he was 19.
3: Okay, so if no, there a chance? So let's 17. say even if Cesar Montes goes, and in, in let's say none of our star defenders get injured, isn't that some sort of ropar, parece un jugador like Cesar Montes?
0: Well, look, on honestly, given the choice between Cesar Montes and Yasser Corona, I would absolutely take Cesar Montes, but... Just in, 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 in reading between the lines with what the coach said at his press conference today, he ain't taking Montes. He, he didn't even did he even make the list? I don't even think No, he, he didn't. And, I mean, it, 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 it,
1: it, not, if, hey, if anything, just, so, a, no. He's if he's ahead. gonna take if he's gonna take chances, he's not gonna take him with defenders. I think that's that's been sort of an established thing right now. I mean, if he's if he's gonna take chances, he'll take him mostly with the wide forwards and the forwards, but definitely not with the defenders. I mean, I think that. A more realistic scenario would be for a guy like um, Orbelin Pineda to make the roster. You know, like this is a guy who's been playing really, really well for Chivas, consistently over the past ten, twelve games. You know, I think he's a guy. that... No! there it is. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's, it's. I mean, come on. I mean, if you look at Chivas, this is this is a guy that has definitely contributed a lot to Chivas in, in their midfield. So I, I would see Osorio taking a risk with a guy like that more than a oh, defender. Man. <laughs> keep talking. Keep talking. Sorry. No, no. I, I mean, I, defenders. I mean, I just don't see him taking any chances. I mean, I think it's pretty established the way things are. I think uh, at the end of the day, I mean, Montes <laughs> is even on the roster, on the preliminary roster, so it's it's, it's kind of a moot argument anyway.
0: Now, Fernando, is is this gonna? <clears throat> Is this the beginning of the end with your love affair with, with Juan Carlos Osorio for not taking Montes to Copa America?
3: You know, uh, supporting a coach is kind of like marriage, man. You're not gonna get the perfect woman. Same thing. You're not gonna get the Whoa, coach. Is not gonna Well, speak for yourself, a- homie. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I forgot you. My wife might be listening. So, anyways, uh, you know, there's gonna Whoa. be some. You're, there's gonna be some things, you know that. You know that they're gonna make a mistake on, and I think it's a huge mistake for bringing in a player like Yasser Corona over Cesar Montes. But overall, you know, I support I support him. You know, he's our coach. He's been winning and breaking records, so that's okay. I, I can forgive a few.
0: Okay. Well, well, remember this is being recorded, Fernando, <laughs> for, for future use. So
3: absolutely, that's so, okay. So uh,
0: Albert, write I, down I the my time code, document, and we'll 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 play this back when Fernando.
3: I'll even post my picture on here, too. Here, let me turn on my camera so you can see. See?
0: No, don't, please. Uh, no, no, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> so, like, just setting <laughs> the
3: example, you know, for Fernando, some other to Fernando,
0: we don't want to break the internet, please.
3: <laughs> oh, like what? Cardation? whatever. Anyway, That's <laughs> right.
0: Cardation. <laughs> <laughs> so Orbelin yes. is a very interesting person. I would love to see him on this team. I think that he would be a great addition. He's been fam- – he, in my – I mean, I've – it makes me sad, Joel, that I have watched more Chivas games than you have this season. That makes me very sad. I
4: think Christian has seen more games too. That's true. That's absolutely true. Actually, I will you tell know you, this. you
3: know
1: who I would, has been I, seen more games? No. Chepo
3: de la Torre
4: has seen but, more games. But you know what? Part of it's my job. It's not that no, I, no, I'm boycotting. I, totally, I, I, no,
1: I get it, man. I get it. I was going to say it's the level of cynicism that you've reached as a lifelong Chivas fan. But I understand. <laughs> I understand. It's like a, it's a work thing. I get it. I, to me, I mean, Chivas games have become a good way to sort of, like, ease into my Sundays because it's been some good, good sort of football that's being played. There's there's an idea, and there's a spark behind a team. It's, it's, excit- it's exciting to watch them play, and I mean, it's... It, it, Every single line, the midfield, the defense, the forwards, there's something to look out for, you know? And, and there's a whole level, just level to this that, that's good. It's, it's, I mean, people can talk all they want, but like at the end of the day, a good Chivas team is good for the Mexican, just Mexican football overall.
4: You, you know what? I haven't given Almeida any credit, but, but to his credit, he does play attacking football. And, and even when the team was doing bad, he never, you know, he kept, he kept on with, with that style.
0: Well, there yeah. are quite a few Chivas that are selected on the 40-man roster. There's uh, Conejito, Brisuela, uh, uh, Julit uh, is on the team. Uh, Pia Orbelin Pineda, Salcedo, Dedos Lopez. That's 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 half that's half the team. That's half the team, half the team that plays yeah in, on the field. Yeah. You know, I mean, and, 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 and the reality is is that all five of the guys, all five of those guys deserve the call-up. I mean, that's 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 just the reality.
1: Yeah, Dedos, Dedos a little bit, you know, a little bit on the, on the lower side of that uh, because he's he's lost his spot to uh, to out of all people, Chapo Sanchez, uh, which is I think is a terrible indictment. But he's all to 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 his credit, you know, Chapo has been uh, has been pretty steady as a defender. You know, and I understand I understand the reason and tactically why he's been playing, um, but I think you're right. I mean, all all these guys have contributed massively, you know, to to the, to the resurgence of Chivas. And Holy's right, I mean, they, they've been playing the same way for the better part of the last six months. It's just that now they're getting the results, and with the results, confidence. So, you know, it, it makes sense. It makes sense to have these guys on, on a preliminary uh, roster. And, um, but that's I about it, that... though.
2: They're not going to make the further rosters, I don't think.
1: I oh, think, okay. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. You I know, think, uh, Albert,
0: that's interesting because you you did post your 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 23 man picks and you didn't pick any Chivas at all. You didn't pick maybe
2: Orbelin, maybe Orwellen, but I don't think he'd even play though.
1: No, he wouldn't really play. Oh, he but, absolutely
0: but I mean, will play because to think of uh, in a tournament, what position and it cost us in the last World Cup, what position is going to get two yellows just because of the way it could, because of where they play? It's it's the the, uh, yeah. the hold in midfielders. So yeah. My what question is, is absolutely played.
2: My question would be um, at the end of Herrera's uh, coaching stint, he had Jonathan Dos Santos playing quite a bit. Um, do you think uh, Osorio is going to bring him back?
1: Oh uh, yeah, uh, he'll bring him back, but but he's but not going to he's not going to feature as much as he did during uh, you know under Herrera because simply because Herrera played him. Uh, as a holding midfielder, and nobody so is not going to blame as a holding midfielder. Yeah, uh, but but be, Jonah
0: plays. Uh, he plays on the right for for Villarreal and Dunbar. I mean, I watched the Liverpool game last week when I was. It was fantastic. It was like nine in the morning. You know how cool it is to watch a soccer game like that and have the whole rest of the day in front of you. It was fantastic. It was like while eight.
1: on vacation in Hawaii, yeah. John. Oh, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, no, uh, I, I think that you know the thing is like, uh, yeah, that you you got to look at it this way. I mean, uh, both. Osorio and Herrera are playing with a three-man midfield, but it's, but it's a different sort of approach. Herrera was perfectly comfortable having Jonathan Santos as a holding midfielder because he knew Mexico was going to dominate possession against any sort of opponent in the Gold Cup. Osorio is approaching it a little differently because he wants his attack to come from the wings and to have his wide forwards create for themselves. So he's not going to have a guy that's 5'6", 5'7", great on the ball, absolutely the best Technically speaking, he's Jonathan is like w- top one or two players in the Mexican national team when it comes to technical ability. But he's not going to risk it. He's not going to play a guy that has very little physical prowess as the shield in front of the defense. It's just not going to happen. He's going to play someone like Reyes, uh, Molina, Gallito. You, there's four or five guys that he would play. Dude, in front Gallito
0: of them. is smaller than Jonathan.
1: Yeah, but 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 his game is different. His game is yeah. you know is. El, Gallito, el Jonathan during the World Cup, right, but it's, it's just we're talking about different players and different playing styles and, and I, based on what and has done I, I don't I don't see i I think if anything Jonathan's gonna compete with Herrera for minutes on a right uh, as a you know in the interior or, I agree and like i a,
0: you know, believe that Jonathan's gonna go to the Olympics, I think that that's where he's gonna that's the tournament he's gonna play i think that I feel gonna like tell him, yeah, I feel like Molina he – yeah. here. Or you could go to the Olympics and be a starter, and I think he's going to choose to go to the Olympics. That's I think
1: that's, a, that's a, it's probably a good bet because you know, let's be honest, the Olympic team—they're uh, they little, golf. they're friendlies uh, in early, you know, early late March, early April against Portugal and Japan cool. were not very, we're not very encouraging, and especially now given the teams that are in the Liga, I don't think a lot of there's probably between fourteen to sixteen players that will not be released for the Toulon tournament, which is a shame because that's a, that's a tournament that's going to. I think we should all lower our expectations with the Olympics team because if the if the players don't get released for Toulon, there's going to be very little sort of chemistry and little little building uh, with the team. And so yeah,
0: but but it's hard to build chemistry. I mean, the the thing at Toulon is in May, and then the Olympics aren't until August. So that's that's a that, that's three months. They yeah, should, they there's that. Have been elected to go to Toulon anyway. It's just, just
1: but it's the not going to help like- them. Well, I, I think it would simply because it's, it's a tournament setting, and I think that you cannot, you can't replicate that with four or five friendlies before the Olympics. Anyway, you, you're not going to be able to replicate that sort of uh intensity or, uh, you know, the competitiveness, yeah. regardless of the quality. I, I think it's it's a if, big detriment on to the team. team,
0: like it normally is. But it won't be because of the Eurocopa. Then I think it would have been perfect. But the fact that it's in May, to me, just send a U20 and be done with it. It's just it's, it's just not going to help because you're going to you're going to have yeah. dudes.
1: Defeats the purpose. Of
0: that it, are just I think. not play. I totally agree. Old, yeah, yeah. Two, All right, so we talked about yeah. the
1: midfield. Go on.
0: Let's let's talk about the forwards. We have obviously, I mean, I don't think there's any question who's going to be there. We're going to have Chicharito, uh, Jimenez. I think Oribe's is going to make the list. I don't. I mean, it'd be it'd be crazy not to. And then there's going to be uh, you know obviously Tecatito. The one guy that I'm and I'm on the fence on, and it's it's nothing personal against him. But I just think he's a, just a one-trick pony, and I just don't think that he's going to uh, feature all that much. And I think that he's just way too soft on the ball as, as uh, Jürgen Dunn.
1: Oh, oh. Well, no, Lalo's a
0: huge tronco. He's not going to make it either. The, the <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm a huge Pumas guy. Don't worry, I, believe me. I mean, through and through. Oh, yeah! But there's just no way that – well, I I, I'll
1: sense. tell you this. I think Jurgen Dam and Aquino are sort of like uh, players that are a little redundant uh, in the whole scheme of things. I, I feel like a guy like Elias Hernandez offers a lot more than, than Jurgen Dam. Yeah, and,
0: and Giovanni can play that too. So Yep. and, you
1: know. and Los, even Lozano even Lozano had uh, yeah. just brings more to the table. Jurgen Dam is a guy that that is great in open spaces, but. Wants a team sort of yeah, bunker down. The, the,
0: the, the problem with Jurgen is that if he has to face a guy defensively, he's not going to get by him. He's just not. It, he doesn't have it
3: in him. I, I he you don't think that, that he didn't get by those Honduran players when Osorio broke those records in Honduras?
0: Yeah, but well, he didn't have to get by anybody because yeah, he... he the game,
1: the game like, had broken. It had opened up by
3: that point. Turns, oh, right. that, 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 field. that Honduras yeah. team was like an MLS club. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, yeah? So, so, so bad that Chico couldn't even make it? Uh, now,
0: there was one guy that uh, did not make the list, and he explained himself today. I wish I had the, the soundbite to play for y'all. I didn't get a chance oh, this to do it. But, this is it,
1: this, uh, this is the barn burner
0: here. It was uh, Alan Pulido. And uh, as uh, Juan Carlos he dijo: Por litigio cuando se soluciones sus problemas los legales entonces vamos a poder a all
1: right so let me let me say this real quick. I feel like uh, having Osorio in charge there's already, you know obviously a lot of benefits, but I think his his candid approach and his sort of like he doesn 't have that filter is is both equally good and bad. I think he sort of exposed the federation with this because we i think we talked about we mentioned it last week and I, and I said that it was one of two things either he knew there was some sort of agreement between tigres and the federation, not to call him up, or he didn't want to take the risk. And and, and to this, even after his after his uh, comments today or yesterday, I'm not entirely sure which one of those it is. But it's still the the end product is the same. He exposed the federation for this kind of weird sort of backhanded thing they do, like the, the sort of the the weird sort of handshake, the Humphrey Bogart hey, handshake. If, if he shades. did
4: it on purpose, he's not going to last long. I'll tell you that much.
1: Well, I'm not sure he did it on purpose, but but I think his honesty is both good and bad because he doesn't adhere himself to the bullshit. And you'll have to, that you'll have to obviously have to edit that out. But but at the same time, it's like I, I'd rather know off the bat. If you're not going to call him up, is it because he, you don't think he's, he's, the quality of play in the Greek league is good enough? Or is it because there's some weird shady agreement between Tigres and the federation so not call him up. And I think that's kind of what's going on here. I, 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 I think don't it's think it's, it's a weird
4: agreement, though. I think it's a good agreement.
1: I'm, well, I think that that's a whole different argument, whether or not it's good or bad for the players and the, or the teams. Obviously, we, we kind of touched upon this last week. I mean, obviously, Tigres has a case in the sense that there's an investment they made and they expected a certain return on that. But at the same time, does the, does it benefit the team, the national team, to have a player that is not available for selection? simply because there's a litigation happening between the player and his previous club. Uh you know, the whole thing is kinda I feel like the whole thing is weird. It's kinda shady because it shouldn't it shouldn't prevent Polito from being called up. That's something that should be separate. And if this is a present that's being set, I, I don't like it. I just don't like it as a fan. Dude you know, it I, took I, I under
0: the seven you. years to get called up after that. That's right John
1: you know, I I agree with uh, Cristian in, in, uh,
3: that I think that Osorio wasn't the right path at the beginning. His heart wasn't the right place. But Pulido actually messed it up for him and started complaining on social media. And it kind of forced uh, Osorio to force his hand to back away from him. Now, one thing that I do want to say, though, is I actually don't see any love lost or anything. because, And I think John will agree that Eduardo Herrera is better than Pulido anyway, so... That we have. we're not losing anything.
4: I wanted to mention something. Uh Christian talked about how Osorio was upfront about the reason why why Pulido wasn't capped. And uh I think it's interesting to note that uh Santiago Baños who's uh, um, I forgot what his position is, some position. Welcome.
2: Fantasy
5: I. What is your major malfunction, nub-nuts? I think it's reality
0: Ma- check time with Jolie. <laughs> Those young people are about to get a dose of reality.
3: <laughs> I think Santiago Baños is what Lester uh, uh, like de la Torre used to be.
4: No, he's a uh, director de selecciones. Or... Yeah, yeah, pretty I, but, yeah, Lester de la Torre used to be there.
1: They make up the story too. It's definitely I mean, an I mean, upgrade over Lester de la
0: Torre. works for the Federation. Go ahead, Hoy. Hey
1: He's muppet. Well,
5: well, he. <laughs> hey, Joel, Huy, start interrupting. Yes. yes. I gotta, I gotta get going, guys. I got a uh, I got Catering event oh. in the morning for Cinco de Mayo. Really? Oh yeah,
3: just turn on your camera real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Show him your uh, avocados. Yeah. <laughs> Show us why your walk is so expensive. Come on. <laughs> Come on, dude. Show us the
0: package. I don't know if we want to see that. I, so, I, definitely, do. I
1: definitely don't. Uh, <laughs> well, you you should, hey, Thanks Chris for joining and, us, Chris Ronnie. Good luck Chris Chris with your. You should read the, uh, the, the Russell can, dude. It's hilarious. I was going through it, man. You got you got you got ragdoll, man. Holy shit. no, Christ, no, no,
5: but you don't know the details behind this. There's a lot of <laughs> inner going
1: on right now. <laughs> Jesus, man, go take a oh, shower. <laughs> All right. Well, out. have fun, man. Make a lot of mole. <laughs> you know, be ready for tomorrow. Tomorrow's a big holiday, apparently, according to oh, people here.
5: Dude, we had, a, we had a an event last night, dude. Uh, 700 people, dude. We got slammed.
1: That's good money, man. That's a lot Thanks. of mole. Yeah, dude. You have a, they
0: have the little tortilla lady that makes the tortillas the whole time while you're doing this stuff.
5: Uh, well, it depends. It depends uh, for, for the catering event whether they want to pay for that or not. I mean, they, they don't want to pay for that. They don't want really? tortillas.
0: Do you I have a, 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 a tortilla tortilla lady agency where you get the tortilla ladies? No, we it. have our
5: we have our employees.
0: You have your own tortilla lady. Employees. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ronnie, Ronnie, before you go, we were so talking sorry. about the the quality of the Greek. League. Have you had, have you had quality Greek? What's that? Have you had quality Greek?
5: You the toilet, dude? Is that where no. you get your guac? No, no, no. <laughs> well, what, what was your question, John? I was ingredient. asking
0: <laughs> if you had if you had quality Greek up in Philadelphia.
5: Not in Philadelphia. Uh, in Houston, I did. In fact, uh, my one said. of my girlfriend one of my girlfriends was Greek, so she had you know her mom actually cooked very good food. Uh, that's rough.
0: She would give you some Greek. Greek food, very nice. Yeah, Greek.
5: yeah, pasticho. Like, it was kind of like a lasagna sort. So it was pretty good.
0: I had really good Greek food when I was in Tampa a few years ago. They have a little enclave of, of, of Greek. Some Greeks, yeah, sponge. What are they like? The sponge, uh, sponge divers. Very strange, but food was delicious. Well, thanks for joining us, Ronnie. We'll, uh, we'll do the America segment without you, but uh, always a pleasure to have you on. And good luck tomorrow.
1: Yeah, go All on, right. Ronnie. Make some more, man. All right, bud. Well, later, have a good later time. man.
0: Well, now. We- we can really yeah, talk bad about America without, without without with impunity without and, the
1: bias right, of the fanboys yeah man uh,
3: <laughs>
0: anyway
4: he's like Andrew the about,
0: about, about Pulido is you know the whole thing is a mess i don't think that he handled it particularly well i don't think the club you know I, the both sides have to come clean with what really happened because obviously something happened that neither side wants to divulge and i think that's pretty clear um, you know the fact that Bolido lost a couple of years when he, you know, had, as Joel said, had a chance to really make a name for himself in the league, kind of makes you wonder just exactly what did happen between him and the club because that's, you know, in a place like Monterrey, you know, Fernando can whether you play for Tigres or Rayados. I mean, if you do well there, you're a, you know, you're walking around like a god in that city. I mean, you do you, you, you everything. Is uh, at your disposal. The fact that he walked away from that just makes makes me wonder just exactly what did happen between him and the club, and I don't think we'll ever find out.
1: I agree, man. I I, I made I made a point about that last week. I mean, a, a professional player doesn't just walk away from a year of his playing career in the, you know before he hits his prime for no reason. I mean, I feel like there's obviously something <clears> to this, but uh, it all becomes sort of secondary too because at the end of the day, you know, like he's lost. Uh, the litigation with two different core uh, arbitrary systems, and it doesn't it doesn't bode very well for him. At the end of the day, I mean, there's not a lot of repercussions here because they're not going to stop him from playing. I think that at the very worst, uh, Olympiacos will have to pay a fine, and Polito will just keep playing. But, you know, what that means for him with a national team, I mean, this could drag out for a while for him. And I think that's that's where the deficit is. That's where the damage is going to be done. I also don't feel like he's gone about this the right way. I mean, he's gone to the media. He's, he's talked about, you know, he deserves uh to be on a national team. He I mean, tri- I'm all – yeah, by, yeah, by, by congratulating America. Yeah, last week. yeah that was I mean, awesome. listen, no, that was great. But I, I feel like, you know, as an adult, you know, you, there's one thing you learn is that there is no such thing as deserving. You don't deserve shit. I bet, though, again, you'll have to edit that out. Uh you don't deserve you anything, man. man. <clears throat> I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. It's it's you know, it was a pregame, the the, the pre show, pregame. You you lay
0: off the beer, Holmes.
1: Yeah, pretty much, man. Uh, but, but at the end of the day, it's just you don't deserve anything, man. I mean, I mean, it's it, it's not about deserving. It's about whether or not you fit into the system. I'm not entirely sure that not having Polito in the in the 40 man preliminary roster is that big of a loss. To be honest, I don't. I think, agree I'm with not entirely you sure.
0: I don't think that they're going to lose. You know, people were saying that he was going to he'd be a good addition to the Olympic team. I, frankly, I just don't see it.
1: Neither do I. man. I mean, at
0: this point, he's just a marginal player, and I don't. He hasn't he didn't do anything in the Greek league to really elevate his chances to make the 40 man roster, much less the 23 man roster. I agree.
3: He you know, needs so to get everything
1: straight. Ed, Well, Herrera is going to play a different – if if he makes team, he'll play a different role compared to Pulido. At the end, John, you just said it perfectly. I'm not entirely sure anybody's going to lose any sleep over this. Let's be honest.
0: I'm not shitting any tears. And Eduardo Herrera, I mean, frankly, Raul Jimenez uh, fits that same bill, and he is so much better. He can do so many more things. Lalo Herrera is a a great guy if you just – if it's the minuto 87 and you're down a goal and you just need to put up another forward in. Raul Jimenez can do so much more. He is so much more versatile. He can, he passes better. His, his, his scoring range is, is so much further out than just about any forward we have, where Mexico has. I hate saying we, I'm not part of the team. Than Mexico. I mean, he's, he can, he can shoot with the right and the left and then he has a great shot and we just, he, in my opinion, he is a a superstar that is that is in the. I mean, he is going to just be will blow up. I hope it blows up soon, but he is on the verge of just becoming absolutely huge. In my opinion.
1: I agree. Hey, guys,
4: Can I speak?
0: to time for
4: Straight took my segment away.
0: <laughs> no, go ahead, Joel. Go ahead, Joel. i
4: going home. deep the Calm down. All right, go ahead, Joel. No, I was I was gonna go back. Uh, I just want to say how the whole incident with Pulido it, it shows us a window into like like the state of of Mexican football. Just just seeing uh, like a lot of these things how how that are going on. So the the first one I wanted to mention was about about uh, Osorio. He was pretty upfront about why he didn't call him. He straight upset because of the lawsuit. But Santiago Baños, he talked earlier and he said that uh, because they already had better forwards. So, I mean, you know, they, you kind of have these two guys contradicting each other.
1: Well, I think they're both true. I think they're, they're you know, they're, I don't know if they contradict, but they're definitely... No, because sort
4: of... Baños is completely trying to covering it up, and, and Osorio's just being, you know, straightforward, well, upfront about it.
1: Yeah, that, that's true.
0: So Osorio says, he makes comments about Pulido... And then Banyo says, well, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. We got better guys right now. And then today, Osorio said, well, we're not calling Adam. No, no,
4: it, it wasn't like that. Uh, first, Osorio, I think it was a brain fart on his part.
0: Yes, exactly.
4: Where, where he said, uh, I would like to call him Pulido, but there's a lawsuit, so maybe that won't happen, or I hope it gets resolved. Right. And I'm like, you know, he's kind of airing stuff out. And then uh, Pulido got...
0: I mean, it's not like, that's, like the, that's not common knowledge. I mean, he didn't drop a bomb.
4: Well, I know, but 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 he's saying that he was kind of already hinting that if he if did. that's not resolved, he can't call a player.
2: He gave an indication oh, of right.
4: hope. So, so then, uh, Polido gets interviewed, and then he says, "I think it's kind of weird that I'm not getting called up because I'm I'm doing, you know." He, he's saying how he was he seemed a bit delusional talking about scoring important goals. And uh, yeah, he <clears more>
0: absolutely, <points throat> for a team that had already won the championship. And
4: yeah, and then he said, "I don't know what the problem with Tigres is." So I think, you know, you're fanning the flames at this point. And so he then tweeted after, America. Uh, yeah, he tweeted on, on America, on America. When, when, they, when they beat Tigres. <laughs> so, so after that, uh, when they give up the list, he's not in it. And he he talked again. He talked about, you know, because it was because of the lawsuit. And that's, that's when Santiago Baños came out and said, no, we just have better forwards. And then, after that, you have Osorio now saying, you know I couldn't call him because it's it's you know the thing with Tigre is going on
2: so there's a, you, you
0: bring up go ahead albert my apologies.
2: i'll just I'll just saying no that there's like a, a conflict Osorio's is being up front, and Baños is hiding stuff, and Nephsmithth is hiding stuff so yeah I don't, I
4: don't think they're hiding stuff as much as like they don't really they don't really like. To talk about these issues, right? And and I and it's like you know, it, it's pretty like obvious what happened. Uh, so just going back, if, if you're playing in Mexican League, if you're going to the World Cup, you have to be signed to. Uh, you have to have a contract. So, so Pulido obviously signed an extension so he could be in the World Cup.
1: That's where but, it all started, right?
4: Yeah. So I mean, if it was bad. I mean, and he, he, he claims it.
0: that the, the one that he signed was not the one that they registered.
4: Right, that's where
1: everything started.
4: Right. Well, um, well, see, they're saying it's common knowledge that, maybe not common knowledge, but that uh, Mexican league teams have like three different contracts. You know, right. the one they report for her tax purposes, the one they show the the, the league and the real contract. But, I mean, irregardless, if, if you're part of the national team setup, you, you know, you're pretty set. You know, you're part of like it's a small group of players that are gonna get. You're eventually gonna get more money through patrocinios, and and you know, playing in tournaments. So I I think how you said how he walked away, how it seems weird, cause, cause yeah, it does. If if you're, you know, if you're already set up, you you went to the World Cup and you're you're gonna be part of this group that's of young players that are gonna be taken. Into the next uh, cycle, to just leave, I, I think he just he saw things the way he saw them. That's not how they played out.
0: Well, like, point, do you fixed? think that this – there might be some extra cancha stuff happening here, like maybe he took Junior swimming in a forbidden pool?
4: Nah, I, I just think he he was he was dumb because even uh, you had Tigres president willing to get him back because he he um. He was at that smaller club. I forgot La Risa or something. I forgot the name of the club. And his it's contract. great club. Yeah, his contract ended there, and he could have returned. He could have returned to Mexico and and you know put that behind. And he he went on, and this is after he already lost uh, the court of appeal twice, with uh, you know the cart the court for arbitration for sport, and he had lost with the uh, FMF uh, committee for. Uh, Contract disputes or something like that, and he still, you know, he still went and he left and he signed with Olympiacos. So I mean, at this point, he's if you're FMF, you're run by the clubs. You're just making them look bad.
0: Right. I mean, and the reality is, and unfortunately for for Mexican players, just since they're not unionized, that they don't really have a, a seat <clears> at <throat> the table. They're destiny is not there in their hands
4: but 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 remember uh john they haven't wanted unionize.
0: you're right well when they do they get blackballed like carlos alberto
4: but (laughs) that was way back i I don't know i don't know that i just know recent times they haven't cared to do it but but i think i mean another thing that that this shows us though like this whole case is just with the player like like so, and this is common. If you guys like ever hear comments from South American players that come to Mexico, and they talk about how great everything is, and they say, "I don't know why some of the players want to leave but You know, you you have everything here. And so it's like like he was already pretty much set up. I think he could have played so many tournaments had he stayed. He would have been Libertadores final, uh, Copa Oro final, the Conca- cup for the confederations. And instead he just was not playing. I think eventually he would have left. I don't I don't think Tigres was gonna like not let him go.
0: Well, you know, there's uh you know, the the road to hell is paved with good intentions. I mean it seems like that's what's happened with Pulido, that he's just you know, he's not the first player, at least in recent history, that is <clears> you know, and his his decisions aren't necessarily the have been the best. I mean, but I, honestly I mean there 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 has to be there there's has to be a story that we just don't know there just has to be you know there just there's no question that there's a major conflict here between him and the team that maybe has nothing to do with their contract or playing or anything else so I I I will believe that. and of course they always tell you un, un, un día se uh, hablaremos de, de lo, que, lo que realmente pasó they always say that and they never say it
4: so yeah, I'm waiting for
0: I'm, Pulido to say that.
4: I'm still waiting for Carmona to say what, what happened. Yeah. But, exactly. but, you know, I'm saying as players, like, and it's kind of sad. You want to see, like, the players that they want to do the best for their club or at least leave, win something for their club. And then you have stuff like Pulido where it's like you you could tell they don't care that much for the club.
0: Right. And it's so bizarre because, I mean, he came out from the, you know, there's not many players Come out of the Tigres system and have the kind of success he had. So it just, yeah, just a very, very bizarre and unfortunate situation. Now the team that he, that he lauded last week with a tweet, trolling his former team, uh, congratulating Club America for winning their second Concacaf Champions Cup in a row. Club America, of course, we're talking about them. Is have and and Martin uh, Martin del Palacio wrote about this last week or had a video, and then transcribed the video in his video, video columna, talking about how Club America has changed the way that they build teams. And it's very interesting what he had to say. I thought it was, I don't know if you all got a chance to read it, where he, where he talked about how Peláez, instead of going and get the, uh, you know, the the high-priced, overpriced, uh, deadweight foreigner that they've always gotten – you know, guys that are on the tail end of their career. He's been bringing in guys that already have experience in Liga MX, whether they're Mexican or foreign, what have you. And the, the base of the team is, has been pretty much the same for the past three or four years. Granted, the coaches have changed, but the players have been the same, and that just has, hasn't been the way that America had historically operated. And the results speak for themselves i mean they're they've been at the top of the table for the past three or four years they have they've won you know four trophies in the past three years. they've done really well they've they've really and in my opinion have 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 gone back to their accustomed position, which is at the top or near the top of the league, but they're doing it in a completely un america way, which i I think it's a it's a model for other teams well, to follow.
4: You know what John Nestor was doing the same before, way before Chivas. <laughs> he was just not but can same. we request permission to uh, to block a pern. He he was not as successful. But if you see you see how the team they when they won they played two finals, they play like two semifinals, they made a Libertadores a semifinal and then a final. They, they weren't as successful, but they were I would say as consistent, but he was he did have like a similar a, a similar structure.
0: Well, he has no choice to have that structure. I mean he't go he can't go into the foreign markets to bring players in, so that's that's the only structure. no, but but they, they did promote
4: like they promoted from within, they got like their own coaches like instead of like looking abroad to see who who could like transform the team.
0: No, I understand but what I'm saying. As far as the players go, I mean, you know, they they can't go to the foreign market to bring
1: a guy in. Well, let's let's be honest. The they they they're 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 simply, you know, it's a good tactic to have. And, and and to be fair, we we did we did talk about this maybe six months ago, right before the Club World Cup. We had a lengthy discussion about the approach that America has had towards building her teams, and and what they've simply done is simply waited for guys to light up. The lesser teams you know like uh they pretty much have been picking players off of santos you know like their forward line is pretty much uh from santos um you know and, and it makes sense it makes sense because you know why would they go out and spend crazy amounts of money which they were already we we mentioned the fact they had a uh, 30 something players out on loan that they they had bought out and, and some <laughs> they had brought over and, and they just kind of didn't quite gel and and a lot of them never actually even made it over to America, and they just simply kept them out loan, And they're you know they're paying their salaries, and they've spent they spent a crazy amount of money on these players, and they never actually brought them over. They never were part of the team, uh, and they were simply going out and buying players that were sort of proven in the Mexican league. And it's a good tactic. And Holy's right. I mean, it's a proven tactic. It works, you know, within the internal system of the of Liga MX. And why wouldn't you? At the same time, it's also the fact that Pelares has been able to sort of uh, instill patience in the directivos and the fan base, you know, because, like you said, this is a team that's been together mostly for about, you know, four, five, six tournaments at least, and this is also a team that you know worked under, you know, Herrera, you know, more or less. You know, obviously some players have left, others have come in, but you know, like when when I mean, if anybody can remember the, the reaction to when when Ruben Sambuesa was brought over it was pretty much like, why are they getting this guy? He was playing (laughs) at Tecos, playing at Estudiantes. Like, what is he going to offer the team? And it's like, well, he was a good player. He was a very good player, and and there's qualities about him that obviously fit into the team. And and even the same thing with Osvaldito Martinez was like, well, you know, I I don't know. What is he going to bring? And, and, I mean, the guy has had a resurgence, you know, especially lately. So patience, I think, is a bigger issue here. Because America fans are used to having to go out and, and, and have these big uh, the, the, las bombas, you know, the signings that are like going to light up the league, and they just really don't. You know, you gotta, gotta have sort of that balance between players. I mean, they bring in a couple of guys, you know, Ravelo, Ravelo, and, and whatever, a couple of younger South American guys that are kind of in the mix, but they're not. They bring them in, but they also have guys that are going to be ready to pull their weight, on, you know, like on the spot. So it, it makes sense what they're doing, and, and it's, their success is really not a strange thing. It's just the, the, the combination of consistency and, and just patience on all levels. Within the team, los directivos, the fans, everybody, you know? Well, you know, you, you, you know,
3: get us doing the same thing, you know? He's been instilling patience into into the fans and the club. For example, Almeida had a horrible start this season, and look at them now. Look I know, now. I know some Paoli,
4: Paoli didn't want to come to Chihuahua, dude. That's your <laughs> consistency right there, man.
3: No, I, it's just saying that, you know, they, they have consistency. Just, I'm just saying
4: of, that, too. Get, actually, actually yeah. some said it himself, you know, compared to rumors you hear where it's like uh, this was, you know, this was heard somewhere. So he said it himself, like it came out of his own mouth.
3: You know, well, the thing is that I'm glad that Iguera had took uh, had the balls to make the changes to get rid of trash like La <laughs> Chepo de la Torre oh. and bring in a player, uh, bringing a coach that was gonna bring you know changes and stuck with him. And if you can see now, they're they're in the liguilla, It brought fruit. You know?
4: Yeah, but anyways, dude, I I think going going to the consistency that Christian's talking about, that was that was like one of the main reasons that Pelaiz got rid of uh, Matosas, cause he he was trying to change up the squad he had like a different vision he wanted to bring
1: other players
4: and and uh that was that was what
1: what well, happened there I think there. you know in some, like I think in the defense they definitely need to they need to freshen things up I think uh yeah. and you know John and, and you know we've all we've talked about this for a long time I don't feel like Golds Pablo Aguilar I don't feel like these guys obviously Ventura Alvarado these are not guys that are Really, the caliber of defenders that that America needs, even by Liga MX standards, and, and we're talking about Pablo Aguilar and, and Golds, who are internationals for their national team. You know, like they're not bad players; it's just that <laughs> they're not really cutting it. I don't think, and 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 I think that uh, at least when they go to the Club World Cup, that's that's what they should be looking to strengthen is definitely their defensive line because, I mean, it's been very very poor, despite the fact that the team has not playing well and, and has had really good results. I a hear just, I
0: will be available for them.
1: You know what, John? You say that and I really wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if they bring him in. You know, I would not be surprised. I'm, this is kind of a tricky thing because, I mean, you could go the route that they've done. You could go with, like, proven Liga MX guys. But then who are we talking about? I mean, it's either going to have to be guys that are young and are going to be willing to stick around in Liga MX for a couple years or you really do have to go outside and bring players that are going to be willing – to come in and contribute right away. You know, I, I, that's that's a tricky one. And I think that's going to be the next step and really the next test uh, for Pelai is to really solidify the defensive line and really bring the team to another level because as good as they've been, you know, they, they made a step there. You know, luckily or not, you know, fortunate or not with Hugo Gonzalez and Moy Munoz, that's a solid pair of goalkeepers right there. They, they can get by with those two guys for the next couple of years but their defense is that, i think it's their their weakest line and they really have to look to improve on it if they were to go to the liga, liga mx route i mean i'm I, it's hard to say you know i mean who would they bring uh can, i mean you look at the, the best defenders in the league individually my, my money would be like Nestor Araujo could be a guy and that would sort of play in line with what they've been doing is simply plucking guys from Santos and i know there's a lot of Santos fans well a lot you know i don't know about a lot but there's Santos fans that listen to this and they will probably be laughing at this. It's true. They'll probably be looking at Santos and, and probably plucking guys from there. Uh, other than that, I mean, I don't know. They need they to can improve that. Dario
0: Verón. Dario Verón has had a terrific career with Pumas.
1: He's been, you know, captain. He's been solid. I, I see him retiring. I see him just going down with Pumas. I mean, not going down, like, obviously going down, but, like, you know, just finishing his career. That I'm not entirely sure. Well, actually, you know what? I don't know because money speaks, man. And, and at the end of the day, I mean, if they throw him enough money, he might just switch. That would be a short-term solution. Let's be honest.
0: Now, Joel, seeing how America has kind of changed their way, are you gonna are you gonna odiarlos menos or do you still odiarlos más?
4: No, I. You know what, John? In uh, español, como dicen este, I feel alright for them. Cuando le va bien a los hijos, hay que sentir orgullo. <laughs> so, but but overall, I, you know. I hope more, more, uh, Liga MX teams follow, like, they work in that way. You know, of having, like, a general manager that's above the coach. Because, uh, Liga MX, they're just, it's just the way a lot of the club owners like to operate through, through, um, promoters. Okay. Yeah. No, promoters, promoters that come and they're like the, the snake oil charmers. They'll, they'll right. you know, sell them on this idea, like, we have this coach, or we'll sell you this package of players. And, and every other season, they, they'll just, like, rebuild the team. And it's like, the, the thing is, sometimes it does work, you know? You see it sometimes. It you, know, it's,
0: it's, you, you bring it, that's a good point, because you, when you watch the, well, not that I watch the draft, but then they, you see the, at the end of the day, when they have their draft, they, whatever they call it, draft de piernas, and you see teams like like the same teams over and over and over again take like thirty guys. Yeah, and you're and you're and, like, what on earth are they doing?
4: And, and you nice. know, what's worthy of note of, of uh, America is that they play two 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 tournaments and they they've been able to do good in both. And then usually that's not the case with uh, Liga MX teams where they'll do good in one tournament and then they'll suffer in the other.
0: Well. You are absolutely correct, and I'm sure that if if Ronnie was here, that he would be puffing his chest out talking about how good <laughs> they are by doing it. But in in those two tournaments, they only had to leave the country once out of the <laughs> six extra games they played. So, you know, they went to hey. Seattle, and that's a long ass trip. That's a that's a seven hour flight. I get that 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 stuff. Still two finals, man.
4: That's. You no, know.
0: I, I I I don't I don't disagree. I, I agree, but. You know, let's 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 pump the brakes on the on on how hard it was for them when they had to go to uh, to Torreon. You know, I know that's an hour and a half flight. You know, that's that's just and you know, <clears throat> and, that, and, that you
4: know and, and using Chivas as an example, you could tell a lot of times the GM position sometimes like not really valued or just given away because we had a Paco Palencia who he wanted to coach the team and Vergara uh, just made him the general manager. Which is above the coach, but I mean, this guy wanted to be the coach, and it's, it's kind of funny. Was like, "Huh?"
0: And poor Buckle was in that awful uh, real sports interview about Chivas USA. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I, I felt so bad for the guy because I don't think he had any idea what he was up against.
4: He he just wanted to paint his nails and yeah. coach the team, and and they're they're making him a GM. So you, know, so you see that with other clubs where it's like, we don't even know who their GMs are or, or where
0: they came from. You know, that brings us to our next topic. Uh, and it was something that, that Albert pointed out that, uh, again, another video columna from Martin talking about and this. Stuff we've talked about uh, several times over the past months is is where are the coaches? Where are the young coaches? They don't exist. And, and Paco Palencia is a, is, is a great example of that. He uh you know, he wanted to coach. He doesn't want to do T V. everyone wants to do T V. He wants to coach. Where are guy where are the guys like him? You know, we're, 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 we have Ramoncito. Is he still unassisted or have they chased him? Hoyle, do you know? Joel.
1: We lost I think Hoyle. he fell asleep.
4: Uh <laughs> No, with Ramon, <laughs> I'm not sure because uh, there was all this movement going around. So I don't know if he's coaching uh, one of the teams.
1: I think he's with the uh, one of the youth teams, huh?
4: Yeah. I'll, I'll have to step up though, guys. <laughs> so I'm not doing luckily, it. luckily we, have Nacho,
0: we have Nacho who is part of that generation who has, you know, obviously he's having some success at America. He didn't necessarily have success before that. But he was Vasco's uh, assistant for a long time, and he got to see how Vasco operated for uh, several years at different clubs. So,
1: I'm did any coach? Uh, was it a Champions League game when Vasco was suspended? Or am I, I, I mistaken?
0: Right. Yeah, because he. I was, think I was uh, actually
1: at Liverpool. I remember. Uh, I remember the, the Nopal on the sidelines there. That's uh, right. <laughs> because, uh,
0: Bosco, <laughs> the previous Liverpool match. They had a horrendous call.
1: Yeah, he lost his
0: mind. He, yeah, he, just couldn't, he couldn't believe that, yeah, that it didn't go, you know, the way that ninety nine point nine percent of the world saw it. Yeah, so he got the boot. You're right, but you know, Martina's right. There, there, are no. And we've talked about this. I feel like sometimes people listen to our podcast and then take their ideas from our show.
1: I think that I, was, listen. I wouldn't be surprised, man. I would, it's like déjà vu, man. I, I, I see this. Stuff, I'm like, hey, we talked about. It. No, I'm just kidding. Um, No, no, but it's true, man. You know, we talked about the lack of young Mexican coaches. I mean, that's only really par for the course. I mean, we're talking about players, you know, like uh, a good example, Chicharito. You know, his debut was like, I don't know, 17 or 18 years old. And then like two or three years went by before he actually started playing like regularly. And it's not very dissimilar to what's happening with with Chofis Lopez, where he debuted at 18. And it's only now, uh, you know, recently turned 21 that he's actually seen a a lot more time. So, I mean, it's just a microcosm of that. You know, it's a reflection of that with the coaches. I mean, it's just obviously, the you know, the sample size a little bit smaller, you know, with the coaches. But it, it's really to be expected. I mean, you know, you have the same sort of retreads that happen. You know, Tomas Boy is going to keep getting gigs, you know, because for some reason, you know, I mean, he's not, he's not a bad coach. but Tomas Boy is close to filling his punch card out. I You would All think so, man. You would think so. But then you also have – there's a lot of recent examples of guys that kept getting work and they just keep finding work, you know. Uh, it, obviously, the process for a coach is, is, is a little different, you know. And, and I think that's where the, uh, the compadre is going on, that's It's even more pronounced when it comes to the coaches. You really have to know somebody that's going to give you a chance. You know, with the players, I mean, you can make it up the ranks. If you slip, you know, if you grease the right kind of fingers kind of thing, you know uh you pay the right kind of coaches off and you'll get a chance with the first division team or not whatever with the coaches i think it's a little different um but is that specifically an issue with mexican soccer you know i don't know
0: that's a good question i i know that martín uh referenced the argentine coaches i mean and let's face it there's argentine coaches all over the world i mean half of the south american national teams have argentine coaches you know, they're, they're littered all over Europe. They're all over Mexico. They're even in the States. I mean, they're just – they're everywhere. So.
2: And 40-year-old coaches, like young coaches.
1: Yeah. Let's yeah, see yeah. at, at Santos with uh, with his leggings. Can yeah. somebody explain that to me? How do you, how does a grown man – how do you yeah, go on te-
0: Yeah, Dan's not on. twice he, uh, he, 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 man. With, uh, he, he, he gives us his insight on skinny <laughs> jeans, but –
2: but it's, he, uh, Mohamed, um, uh, also wears them jeans, so not right, in the Right, but like, game.
1: you know, yeah, the thing with Mohamed is like, he really should not be wearing them because like, you know, he's a little top heavy. You know, yeah, but it's he like, he puts them on, this guy
0: airbrushes his on.
1: <laughs> 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 yeah, it, you know, Suralia is like, you know, he's a very thin kind of guy, I mean, I can see, I mean, I don't know if he pulls them off, but it's like, okay, whatever man, but like Mohamed, come on man, like, you're definitely like, the guy is like drinking a 40, you know, 40, like a 30 pack, Every couple of days, it kind of shows. You know, you probably shouldn't be doing that, man. That's just not. It doesn't. It's not. It's not a good look for you.
0: Yeah. At one point, it's skinny jeans. And it's a fine line between skinny jeans and body pain. I think it's body pain. <laughs> right. But, uh, uh, yeah. There are. They're just. They're everywhere. And it just. It's. Yeah, I guess I don't know if it's frustrating, but I mean, I would like to see uh, play, players just get get chance. Next players get chances at, at front office positions now. In Pumas four years ago, Alberto Garcia asked, out of the blue, they said, you're the GM, and and, and it was terrible because he didn't yeah. have experience as GM. Yeah,
1: I wouldn't call his time as a GM a success yeah. whatsoever, man. So they
0: learned from that, and they, got, they brought Antonio Sancho in, who was a former player for Pumas, he understands the Pumas way, which, let's face it, is different from other teams. It just is. And... But he learned his front office chops at Tigres. He was an assistant to the assistant, whatever. And then they brought him in, and now, now Pumas is 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 back to where I'm not saying they're back to where they belong, but you know they're they're back to being a much more competitive team. They got the just an unbelievable amount of luck in the Libertadores with their group draw, which they won, gave them a number two seed. They made it through to the quarterfinals, and now are going to play an Ecuadorian team. So, and. If, if Pumas can just get their, their youth system going again, I think that Pumas is going to be a team that uh, is, is, is going to be a contender for a while because of, of the foreigners that they do have. They've made some excellent choices. They've done a really good job of enforcing their team. And I think a lot of that is because of what Sancho's done. And he's, and he's doing the same thing that America did. Instead of going out and getting a bunch of dudes that have never played in the league, he's getting guys that played on different teams and it's working out for them. And, right. You know, I know that, I don't know if they're gonna make the Liguilla, they have to beat America and then have uh Tigres and Cruz Azul not, you know, play it to a tie. I don't think it's gonna happen, but we never know. So it's uh you know, Pumas is one of those teams that's that's starting to follow that 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 um, starting to follow the, the 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 blueprint that America has laid down. I think that if we see other teams do it, we're gonna see Liga making start making that leap to making it not just a more competitive league, but I think the quality is gonna get better. If only the league knew how to promote itself outside of Mexico, then I think that we have a really good chance of seeing the MX take a huge leap to to give themselves a, more of a global position, which they were supposed to make a huge announcement either today or tomorrow about doing some English language stuff. And all it was, and this just cracks me up, was they now have a store in English. Uh, an online, En to buy shirts. Thanks.
1: What? I, John, I think uh, Univision Deportes uh, sometimes does like an. is it maybe it's Telemundo that does the English? Uh, the SAP. Yeah, the broadcast for like Liga MX games. No, there's I not I,
0: SAP. They do it for MLS for sure. But my point is, I mean, why doesn't Liga MX have an English language version of their website? Why don't they?
1: well there's it's just it's all very insular really it's uh league m x and mexico in general it's all very insular it's um i, I agree with you man i, I you know i have i've made similar points in the past i think that the product is good enough as it is where you could sort of get some interest uh you know abroad i mean but you know the packaging if you go to the website if you go to the website alone it's just like it's a cluster it's just, uh, oh, terrible. It's, it's just uh it's just really good. it's really busy and it's like it's just like ah uh, you just get a headache from looking at it. You know, it's even so
0: hard to find highlights on that a website. It's just it's impossible.
1: Well, I think that'd be a good start. Uh, they could start a YouTube channel and put together some some uh, some highlights and, uh, and and you know some uh, you know some some gold you know gold of the week player of the week kind of thing. Like, uh, there's a lot they could do. I mean, the problem is is like individual teams do it. Like Santos, Tijuana, these are teams that have English language Twitter accounts and and they do a lot of sort of English uh, language coverage. But it's not enough. I mean, it shouldn't be a, a team thing, it should be a league based thing, you know, and, and this should this should
0: mandate that every team does it. I mean, it's just
1: Well, you know, well that's the thing, is like there are mandates in place, like, for example, with like having to pay your players on time. I mean, for let's be honest, Hawaii should have never started should they should have never even been in the league this season. Uh, and they're having trouble again paying their players on time. So it's like And,
0: it's, and it sounds yeah. like they're probably gonna end up and eat up them.
1: Well, that's the kind of thing. Like, I, I feel bad, for, you know, obviously I don't want to segue into this, but but uh, I feel bad for the players from Juarez because the, the fact of the matter is if they don't get paid this week, I mean, those guys are kind of screwed, man, because after this week they, they're not going to have a lot of recourse to really to, to get that money back, you know. It, it, obviously, you know, it's a small sample size, Juarez. Dorados, you know, we're talking about two, three yeah, out of there's 18 always teams. teams
0: every year where right. you hear stories of them, you know, Puebla, Atlas forever. Right, know, and
1: right. And, and that's one of those things where the league sort of mandated this when it, when it rebranded to League IMX. That was one of their mandates was that teams would not be allowed to participate in the league if they didn't settle their debts from the previous tournament. And, and Caguares didn't do that. And they were still able to play this year. It's a weird thing that happens. They sort of circumvent whatever rules they feel like are are easily brushed aside and, and you know, and so like it's hard to expect them to really put together a marketing package that would be appealing to, you know, English speaking countries. So it, it kind of makes sense why it's not being done. But it's part of the growing process, I guess. I don't know. It's deflating there's, to be sure.
0: They can't be having a growing process when they've been a league for since the '40s. They need to,
1: I agree, man. I, I totally agree. The reason
0: why they can't go to Eurosport or Bn or whatever it is and go, hey, you know, let's, you know, let let's do a, you know, an hour long weekly wrap up of the show and, and and show highlights. I mean, how hard is that? I mean, it's just buy the time, put your league out there.
1: So but you TV gotta TV. wonder uh if if their hands are tied due to their sort of the the way that the T V rights are sold in Mexico, you know, like where it's a team.
0: Yeah, but I'm not talking about Mexico. I'm talking about abroad. I'm talking about, you know, you know, buying time on Sky or on Eurosport or on uh on NBC Sports Network, you know, whatever it is. I mean, you know, get get it out there. Get 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 your league out there.
1: I think the 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 farthest they've gone is uh I think ESBN Shows highlights sometimes of League MX. I think they do like a, there's not like a highlight show, but they, 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 I've seen them show highlights and I, I think that's really pathetic when you think about it. It's, it's uh the product, like I said, it's, it's good enough to be shown, to show, to be showcased in different markets. The reason why it's not is, is, I don't, I don't even want to know. I'm, I'm sure there's some weird, weird sort of, uh, sort of, uh, you know, they're kind of just dragging their ass with that.
0: See but that but that's another thing though. is that, I mean, I watch you know the Picantas and all those and in the states if they don't have the rights, then they just show like they show stills. That is so stupid to me. How on earth do you want to promote your league if if you don't even let people show images of you? I mean, how they want you know if you, don't make them pay for it. I mean, they they're giving you free publicity. Free F R E E free. Then let them use your images It's just, it's just so ridiculous. I yeah, well, it ridiculous. seems
1: like it's 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 just not been a priority for the federation and for the league. Well, maybe that'll change with Desi de Maria now in charge. Well, he's I mean, he's supposed to be like this marketing and business sort of guru, so maybe in you know, in 2 to 4 years time that'll change. There is a marketing
0: machine huffing down their neck that plays just a little to the north of them and mm-hmm. they need to, they need to really pay attention. I agree. Really get themselves ahead of that. I agree. Okay, well, I think that that uh, pretty much uh, wraps up the, the show here tonight. Uh, always a, a pleasure for you all to join us. Uh, thank you for the folks that were on the YouTube chat, and we're talking, of course, about uh, Christian Farias and uh, David Loretto. We had some other folks on there. Thank you for joining us. Of course, you can listen to us live on, uh, U- on YouTube on Wednesdays, and then catch the replay on iTunes. As soon as Cheekies makes the, gets all the potty mouth comments out. Good lord.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I've been, awesome. I've been lazy on that, man. I don't even care anymore.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, well, no, just don't yeah. Worry about it adds character, man. Don't yeah. <laughs> hey, we'll
3: be, don't we'll be feeding into the PC culture.
1: Well, I understand. Yeah. Well, you know,
0: we actually want to, you know, keep it presentable. So, but I understand. You know, we. This isn't our rated show. We're adults. Let's face it, uh, the best education I ever got as a kid was the first day on the playground in the second grade. I learned a whole bunch of new words that I didn't know. <laughs> I
1: think all of y'all probably were.
0: Christian, thank you very much for joining us.
1: Thank you, John. Thank you, guys.
0: We'll talk to you next week. Fernando, Senator, as always, a pleasure. And don't forget, what you, what you say here could be held against you later.
3: <laughs> no problem, man.
0: Right, thanks, Fernando. Albert. Get back to Austin soon. I'm sure your family misses you.
2: In three hours is my flight. Or actually, four.
0: Oh, oh. Jesus. <laughs> oh, have fun with that. All
2: right.
0: Joel, are you back with us? He's looks like ahead. Joel has stepped off, but uh, I'm sure that he would say thanks. It's been a pleasure. It has been a pleasure to join you guys tonight for the Los Acero podcast. Uh, yeah, Yam Medica production brought to you by SoccerChronicle.com. Like I said, we're on live every Wednesday night from either 9, 9.30 around there and then of course you can listen to us on the iTunes got a couple of big shows coming up over the next few weeks because uh, Big guy Mex is getting to the postseason and of course we have the summer tournaments coming up with Copa America and the Olympics so we'll always have lots to talk about here on the Los Football Podcast as always a pleasure thank you guys very much for listening we appreciate it we appreciate your patronage my name is John Thank you guys for joining us we will talk to you Next week here on the Osa Set Podcast. <laughs>